Hello, this is Andrea Fitzpatrick. Welcome to the Wise Life Podcast. Podcast shorts, I call them, because they're never longer than 20 minutes, usually 10 to 15. So today we're talking about measuring what matters in business. So number one, you cannot afford the luxury of a negative thought. It is the title of a book, but however, it is also a life lesson. If you're wanting to succeed at anything in life, most especially entrepreneurship, you cannot afford the luxury of a negative thought because our negative thoughts lead us to negative feelings, which then lead us to negative actions. And so if we dwell in the negative thought world, in the luxury of having a negative thought, we don't grow, we don't stay on target because our feelings well up, our history wells up, our traumas well up, our doubts well up, and then pretty soon the devil on one shoulder instead of the angel is talking in our ear and we're actually listening. So you truly cannot afford the luxury of a negative thought. I really, really cannot stress this idea enough that it is a luxury. It is a luxury to have and let yourself dwell in negative thoughts. If you look at negative thoughts as a luxury and you hold on to the discipline to keep your mental, emotional discipline in a positive space and you just literally cut out anything that causes negativity, you will find that your ability to achieve astronomical success is you have to have the ability to cut to the chase and be willing to own where you are allowing and biting and attracting in negative interactions with others, negative thoughts of your own, negative history, all of which are like crabs in a barrel. Have you ever heard that story, crabs in a barrel? Get a bunch of crabs, put them in a barrel. When one tries to climb out, the others pull it back. Well, that is the way our negative thoughts work. It is the way within which people in our lives work if we allow those sorts of people into our lives. So how do we measure what matters? Start measuring the luxury time you spend in negative thinking and curtail it. Find a way to shift your state, state of mind, state of being, state of emotional energy. Personally, one of my favorites, one of my favorite ways to shift is to go out into nature or to get really physical in the gym. I'm in my living room dancing. It doesn't matter, but get physical. Um, a long, long time ago, I'm, I'm dating myself here a little bit, but a, a long time ago, I listened to a whole uh, cassette course of Tony Robbins, Anthony Robbins. And one of the things I remember him challenging people to do in that cassette course was to get up and walk around the room with your shoulders back and pretend like there's a cape flowing off your back. And you gotta walk fast enough for that cape to flow out. And notice how your feelings change. Notice how your energy changes when you do that. So negative thinking and dwelling in those spaces literally create a physical, emotional, mental energy that pulls us down. So if you do, if you want success, then you've got to look at negative thinking as uh, 
the waterlogged clothes you're wearing all day long as the millstone around your neck to use really vivid terms you have to think of negative thinking negative thought patterns as a luxury that you cannot afford you cannot afford the luxury of that now when we're moving forward in business especially many people who are just starting out we don't always know how to measure the things that really get our business moving now one of the things i'm going to say to you today is we're always talking about time management time manage this time manage that no we don't manage time that's not what we do if you really want to get somewhere you don't manage it in fact all the most successful people do not manage time you can't manage time it's going to flow first number one time is a construct okay it's going to pass with or without us but how we structure that time is a is a construct it's it's a it's truly just a measure so then my challenge would be to you rather than trying to quote unquote manage your time start being obsessive about how you're measuring it track your time and instead of allowing buffer time, which most of us do, we'll go, okay, I want to get this project out. I'm going to allow this many days. I'm going to allow this many hours, blah, blah, blah. Shorten your time by half. Why? Because it puts the pressure on. If you want to succeed, you have to use both the carrot, the proverbial carrot that entices you forward, and the stick, which is the pain point that gets you moving. And some people respond better to the carrot, and other people respond better to the stick. But most of us, it's part of our human conditioning that if there isn't enough of the stick, we're not going to move. Now, some of you are going to take contention with that. But I do know that when people get desperate, when people feel like their back is against the wall, or conversely, if they're hungry enough, that's when they move. That's when they change their mindset. That's when we start making dramatic changes in our lives, in our relationships, in our financial endeavors, in our businesses whatever it is that we're going after so we don't manage time we measure it become obsessive about directing the measurement of that how much time are you allotting for that relaxed time that Netflix movie that ice cream that um, cleaning up the house bit that all of us have to do before we do a big project we just have to clean the house right now I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek here but the truth of the matter is is that those are all ways to procrastinate and avoid what's right in front of us because our brains are geared to keep us alive they are not geared to help us thrive so they will avoid things that feel painful our brain helps us avoid things that feel fearful and painful when you learn to embrace pain a certain amount of healthy pain let me clarify that healthy pain like when you go to the workout and your muscles burn that's a healthy pain you've got to you've got to be balanced in it because if you push your muscles too hard you're going to hurt yourself but when you consistently keep showing up and working out then you get toned and you break through what they call the pain barrier right and you grow and you get toned and you develop it's the same with mental emotional resilience when we're buffing up mentally and emotionally. It's the same thing. We've got to condition ourselves to stepping into the discomfort, into the pain, through the pain, burst through that pain barrier because our brains will convince us and entice us to go clean up the house, to go clean the desk, to go tackle that project you've been avoiding for months in your child's room instead of writing up that report or writing up that contract and submitting it or building that webinar, whatever it is that you're doing. 
So one of the things I want to say with entrepreneurships is keep in mind that when you're in entrepreneurship, it can be uh, it can be lonely and it can be challenging. Uh, don't forget to reach out to people who are really going to support you right it's not just about our own discipline but it's about surrounding uh, ourselves with people who believe in us and maybe they will understand our dream and our vision and maybe they won't but surround yourself with people that believe in you right whether they understand your vision or your dream or not they believe in you because when they believe in you you feel that and that keeps you going on a rough day when you're so drop dead exhausted you haven't had enough sleep you haven't had enough whatever maybe you're sick these are all inconveniences okay i really cannot stress this enough when you are developing as a business person our brain likes to try and convince us that 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 cold or that flu or the house being a mess and the tire being low and the uh the checkup on the engine are all priority to the next thing in our business but if you do not run your life like a ceo runs his business and i do mean your life you will fail at entrepreneurship. You have to begin measuring where your time is spent. And then you've got to learn how to focus it in on the things that actually move the needle, which is not hours on housework. A lot an hour to do the dishes and laundry. And depending on your house size, that may stretch you a bit. But the point is, is narrow down that time slot and expand the time slot to do the things that matter to move the needle in your business. Because when you gain that self-esteem of winning in business and more finances in your pocket and in your bank account and more freedom, the easier it will be. And there is a risk, there is a risk factor here, I will also add. If you aren't hungry enough and you don't and if you don't maintain that hunger, you'll get complacent. So always stay hungry. So you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. There's no such thing as managing your time. It's measuring your time, keeping track of it, okay? The other thing I want to share today is when you're, when you're looking at your objectives, think about when you're looking at the long run of what you're wanting to achieve in, say, the next six months, next year, next five years, next three years. I didn't scale that, right? So six months, nine months, year, year and a half, three years, five years, something like that, okay? Look at things like, what's your objective? How do you deliver five benchmark results that really can show what you and your business does? Can you develop a demo to demonstrate to people what it is you do, how you do it, how successful it is or isn't? Can you develop um, some kind of sales or training materials for people that work for you or with you? Um, can you call on three different customers or people that you've worked with um, to basically prove that your material works or your item works, whatever it is that you are building, to create that um, social legitimacy, right? Um, and use those things to, to kind of catapult your business into more visual. And then the fourth of today's tips, the fourth of today's tips is marketing, 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 okay? Um, lots of people, well, it depends, but what I see in the market a lot is, well, you gotta have good marketing, but you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this, you gotta do this. But there's a tipping point. And if you don't be absolutely persistent and just diabolically relentless in your marketing, you will get nowhere, no matter how good your product is. 
Because if people don't know about you, if they don't know about your services or your product, they cannot buy from you. And there are only however many billion people on our planet, and in the last two years, especially with COVID-19, um, the, our marketplaces are flooded with the newest expert in self-education, the newest expert in coaching, the newest expert in whatever it is. And so there's a lot of flags waving in the air out there trying to get people's attention. You've got to find a way to stand out, okay? Part of that is being really relentless in your marketing. That doesn't mean relentless in a harmful way, but just persistent. There's a tipping point. You want to think of your marketing and your business. You want to think of it a bit like, how do you turn your business and your marketing into an epidemic? Okay? Into an epidemic. Think of it as, as turning it into an epidemic, something that is catching. Like you think of cold season or flu season, right? Um, cold, flu season or, cold season or flu season. You can even hear it in the terminology. It's a season that comes around every year that people expect and people expect it so people prepare for it. Some people prepare to catch it. Some people will try not to catch it. But all of them expect it to show up, right? It's a social conditioning. Now, what would, what would happen if you were to take advantage of that sort of human factor where people expect things and condition them to condition them to expect something from you specifically, right? Think about that and then keep wielding that until you reach a tipping point where enough people know about you that your business or your service becomes something that people know about. You keep nudging and nudging and nudging it forward. So be tenacious. Remember, you can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. You don't manage time, you measure it and you figure out where to spend which measures of time on the things that's going to move the needle in your business, all right? And then you're gonna think about how to create benchmarks, develop demos, and develop trainings or services, and how to build that social proof, right? That social proof. What three customers or jobs or services have you done that will prove that what you do works, right? And then pull that into your marketing campaign, campaign and then market, market, market. Okay, my name is Andrea Fitzpatrick of Wise Life Coaching and Consulting. I specialize working with execs, high human performance coaching. However, there are a number of other things I am capable of. And if you've got any questions at all, feel free to reach out. I'm here on this podcast every week usually. I also can be found on LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, IG, and Twitter, I believe at this point. Oh, and also Clubhouse. So feel free to reach out and my webpage address is http double dot forward slash forward slash the hello dot LLC forward slash all in caps wise life. That would be my webpage. Otherwise, come Google my name and you will find me all over the place. Again, this is Andrea Fitzpatrick of Wise Life Coaching and Consulting. Have a beautiful, beautiful middle of the week. Thank you.